The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. And that is a song specifically for a friend of the pod and our host of dreams, Open Mike Eagle. If you aren't following him on Instagram, go and do it immediately. And TikTok and Facebook. He posts everywhere, Julian. He posts everywhere. But he did a lovely little clip about Denver the Last Dinosaur and why that song slaps. And it does. He would just be grateful that you didn't sing uh, Summertime by the Fresh Prince, which he absolutely <laughs> cannot stand that song. I also discovered that about Mike on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, which are all of the platforms <laughs> on which I follow him. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Kelk me when I'm Kelkin lies, Lindsay Kelk, and I am joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Zoom Window, Zoom it, Julian Barrett. No, I miss that so much. I, I I would give anything to hear Iron Sheik in classic form say cameraman zoom it one more time. And I would Fuck give anything you, just to have right him back this. on Twitter. Yeah, I'd have him back on Twitter calling everyone a jabroni and telling Hulk Hogan to go fuck himself. Yeah. I miss that guy. I also miss Uncle Halbert, who is down and out poorly bad yeah he's poorly sick yeah i was i thought like oh hey maybe how will be back this week and no he will not be <laughs> no halbert is poorly uh send him all your well wishes but he's gonna be okay and we're also Danielle's. but that's okay because we've got julian yeah, you almost and we nearly me. didn't have julian <laughs> <Hey>. so... <laughs> almost didn't it could have been i would have been digging it I, I have a plan full disclosure for everybody listening i have a plan to run a few reruns from our older episodes that a lot of people who have been listening recently probably have not heard. Uh, so I was thinking maybe I needed to go to that plan a little bit earlier with how things went earlier today <laughs> because my car did, decided that it didn't like me that much. And the little plastic thingy that was meant to protect the undercarriage decided that it wasn't going to protect me. And it just like somehow got wedged underneath me uh, as I was driving on the freeway. And I just hear the entire way. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like a problem. And I look underneath and yep, it is a problem, but luckily not such a massive problem that I couldn't fix it on my own and drive home right and afterwards. Be here, yeah, and be here. be here. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy against us this week, but it is. It does feel that yeah. way. I mean, I, do we know <laughs> for does. sure that the young bucks didn't think that my car was CM Punk's, and they tried to like you know cut my brake fluid on the, right? on the way to the right? as I was driving to the to the arena, or even just Tony, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just feel really strongly that Tony knows about this podcast and that he's petty enough to listen to it sometimes. So if you're listening, Tony, sorry about that Man U Fulham result at the end of the season <laughs> and the other one earlier in the season. We wish you nothing but love and light and peace and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candles. <laughs> love and light from us, Tony. Thank you for leaving Julian in one piece. Speaking of Tony, big week for returns mm -hmm. cm punk is back philip noted young lady lindsay kelt confirms philip is back he's on collision can't stop fucking talking cm punk and tom sandoval need to stop talking 
Two men who just need to stop. Oh, Lindsay, they weren't going to let him not talk. They told him go out there and specifically talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and say all those things that Chicago wants to hear and start a new catchphrase that'll be on a t-shirt next week. If you feel you're here today and I owe you an apology, here it is. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. when I'm telling lies. Seemingly, they didn't want us to hear it that much, did they? Because I heard ticket sales were very slow. Yeah. Very slow. So I don't think they wanted to hear it quite as much as they once did, it would seem. Yeah. Any, why, why do we think that is? What, is it because everyone loves cult like me? I just think that like the idea of CM Punk on a wrestling show is not what it used to be. And I don't think for a variety of reasons, Punk was able to do anything more than be a nostalgia act when he came back. And, you know, maybe he had plans to do more before things went off the rails in, in several different ways. So I think that now is yeah. the time if they want to continue to squeeze some juice from the fruit, they got to really try and find something new and cool to do with Punk. And we can't just, I, yeah. I don't want to just see him wrestle these matches slower than most of the other people out there. I don't want to hear him like cut these angry promos with conviction anymore i want to see i want some meat on the bone i want something to the equivalent of what the mjf versus punk feud was where that felt like yeah. real storytelling and a real interesting thing but they got to find it because i'm tired of this it's like, hard isn't it it's hard because it's not like watching one of your faves just slowly age out a little bit where you don't maybe notice that they've gotten a little slower or they've limited their moveset because it's week in week out you don't notice it as much the hype around him coming back was so intense the first time around that I think it didn't even matter so much that maybe he had missed a step because everyone was so hyped to see him but yeah the longer he was there the less enthralling it became like and I say that as a former massive punk fan like it, it, I, it stopped being must-see TV and started being, oh, he's he's on again. Some people might think that, like, I was always lukewarm on Monk. That could not be further from the truth. I fucking Same. loved CM Same. Punk when I was at college. He was my guy. He was yeah. the first t-shirt from WWE that I had bought in maybe 10 years since I oh, was a child. Same. Absolutely. Like, that Best Absolutely. in the World Ringer t-shirt was, was my fave. I think when he came back, he might have had the hope, at least, that he was going to have a a Shawn Michaels latter days kind of thing where he turns in some of yes. his best work. He's a different version of how he originally used to be, but there's still like there's still elements of of like that the original person just kind of aged up a little yeah. bit, and maybe a more mature and like a version of him. And it's just and yeah, I'm not in, not mature. <laughs> I think you just then, hit like, the yeah. nail on the head there. Right. That's the problem, isn't it? Sean came back a very different person, having been through a lot of different things in his personal life. Punk came back an incredibly bitter person who had got somehow got more bitter despite just getting tons of money off a billionaire to show up. I feel like I would have come back a bit more chipper. <laughs> I think I would have come back with a bit of a slightly better attitude. I think he tried to do that for a little while and then realized, no, I'm still angry. I'm tired of pretending to not be angry. Like even well, him saying chipper it. Chipper punk sucked. Yeah. Like happy, happy punk promo sucked and no one was buying it. I don't need him to be happy in the ring. God forbid, like, take that away. It was it was just more his attitude towards being in the company, perhaps. 
I think it's entirely fair and not legally dubious to say he had an attitude problem with the way that the company was run and the people yes. there. Yeah. Still mentioning it coming back again. Can't not mention it. Shout out to Ryan Nemeth for immediately dunking on him on Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow Ryan on Twitter, Punk made reference to his favorites, all of our favorites, all your favorites being soft. And immediately Ryan tweeted, said, says the softest guy in the industry. <laughs> so props to Ryan, who does not give a fuck. I mean, some of these people, I'm like, what do you have to lose? Just like... They have nothing like... to lose. They have nothing to lose. He's been put in his corner, in his Saturday night corner. I am very curious to see how that's going to play out. Saturday night is TV wasteland. I am so curious to see whether or not this is genuinely a stroke of genius that you are maximizing a terribly watched TV spot or if it is just going to wither on the vine because Rampage's numbers are not where they could be, not where they were. Uh, dilute Does this dilute the pool more or does it strengthen the pack? My thing is this. See... I think they have that big stadium show coming up and it is pertinent for them to create something that is going to be really awesome going into it. Like, I don't want them to do like, sometimes I like, um, like we, we got forbidden door coming up this weekend. Forbidden door is, is fun because I feel like what AEW does best is create cards that are fun dream match cards like Okada versus Danielson I think is going to be awesome that's what they do really well is create a spectacle of a card but I think that they need to get something with a lot of heat like if all this stuff about punk calling out the elite just leads to them talking circles around each other but never actually building towards a story I'm going to be really disappointed but if it leads to a story and it leads to somebody fighting in the ring then it's like, okay, I get the business sense here and I get what we're doing. But if if not, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be really, really bad. It's like, <laughs> why am upset. I watching it? It's just for punk fans to go like, yeah, I'm like the elite either. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. Like they, you wouldn't have a company if it wasn't for mm. them. Shut up. I've been thinking about it a lot. Like if I'm Tony, <laughs> imagine mm. uh, if I were Tony, how would I approach this? If I had to sit the boys down and say, we have to do something with this for the good of the company. You have to put your shit at the door and we have to do this. It's, it, oh, it's, I mean, it's not make or break, but it's like, do you level up or, you, or do you not? It's like sitting Edge Leader and Matt Hardy down, right? Mm-hmm. And saying, this is dark and fucked up and horrible, but guess what? It's going on TV. Mm-hmm. And I think it is interesting, actually, that it hasn't immediately been put on TV because if this were... A different company at a different time with a different billion, millionaire because he never made a billion a yeah. uh, millionaire in charge cash poor. it would already be a storyline <laughs> a, bi- a millionaire who should have been a billionaire but yeah it would already be on tv mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see that it's not i think the only way to do it if you're gonna do it is to have him fight kenny yeah kenny's a fucking professional mm-hmm. who would hold his shit in yeah i don't know if the punks could if the punks <laughs> if the bucks could I, I can't speak to them but bringing the box into it feels too personal and in the hangman thing they've already gone at it in an ugly ugly way mm-hmm. i actually i would love to see it with kenny i think i think you could do it in a way with punk kenny and i think that was kind of like the match that they had in everybody's yeah. minds of like oh eventually they have to find their way to get to to get kenny and punk yeah. to have their dream match somewhere somehow and I honestly think that does feel like a stadium-worthy show, you know? Yeah. 
totally. And if the box can hold their shit in, you can have Punk and FTR and then just have FTR fight the box, I guess. But I, I want to see that before? Punk and Kenny. <laughs> yes, but like in not not for Phil's honor. Right. Like Phil, Phil yes. it's like a joust. Phil dropped his handkerchief off, you know, and, and FTR picked it up. And I, I, it honestly makes me think less of them uh, because <laughs> FTR ran to pick up Phil's handkerchief and say, we shall fight for you, my liege. Mm. Um, it breaks my heart a little bit because I love those boys. But yeah, let's see. I mean, uh, not the only person, not the only controversial character back this week, old Philip. Uh, old Logan is back as well. Young Logan. Young Logan is back this week. Mr. Paul returned to WWE atop a ladder in Cleveland, his home city. Oh, oh, Paul. Logan, Logan, Paul. I hate to say he's it. He's in the Money in the Bank match, Julian. I hate to say he's it. in the Money in the Bank match. I hate to say it. I'm kind of looking forward to it, like just a little bit. Julian, I'm Julian Burrell. I completely under. I'm not going to fight for. I'm. I will not fight for Logan Paul's honor. I know my <laughs> tone suggests that I'm about to admonish you, but actually, I'm so fucking excited. Yes. I hate yes. myself. I hate myself so much. Yes. I'm sorry, Matt Ricardo. If you're listening to this, I know. Same. I know. <laughs> But, like, the great thing about having a narcissistic sociopath on something like Money in the Bank is he will kill himself for my entertainment. And I'm here for that. Because I don't have to feel bad about him getting hurt when it inevitably happens. Yeah, when he tears his other ACL. (laughs) Yeah, right? I want to see Shinsuke kick his head off. I want to see Ricochet volume off a ladder. Uh, I want to see LA Knight just punch him in the face. Just punch him in the face. Yeah. Like, rock hard punch in the face. I am really excited about that matchup. Yeah. I've gone from being quite excited to being really excited. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be interesting because ever since Austin Theory kind of broke the seal as far as, like, you can take the money in the bank briefcase and challenge it for any title, I've seen a few people say that makes it a little murky as far as a story goes, because like, why wouldn't you just go for the world title? I do think the one advantage to that is that it opens it up for more people to be a possible yeah. briefcase holder. Because for a while it was like, are they gonna let, you know, whoever, like, is Otis really going to like yeah. be a world is champion? Is Damien no. Sandow going to be a world champion? Right. You know, yeah, just, these are the questions. No, but so now it's like, I could see, you know, Ricochet taking a moment to cash in on Gunther to end, that's how he ends, uh, ends, yeah. the, ends the, the, the long restore intercontinental championship reign. Uh, I could see one of the baby faces catching in on, uh, on Austin theory to make him look stupid. And I actually, that would be beautiful. Cause you've gone full circle then it's like, right. okay, guess what? Um, that would be lovely. And I don't think, I mean, obviously you can't cash in on Roman. No. <laughs> Please don't ca- just just be quiet. Just pretend he doesn't work here. You can't cash in on Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I think Seth's not even Seth, but the title itself. I think the new heavyweight title is um, too new. Yeah. To be cashed in on. Right. No, I agree. I think it needs yeah. to be earned mm-hmm. a little bit. You know. They're already with regards to Seth. They are already swimming upstream as far as we need to make this title feel like it is something special in the wake of the most important title reign in the company, bar none. So if you immediately take that and say, 
like somebody just is going to, because the briefcase is a cheat in almost every yeah. situation, yeah. that somebody is going to cheat their way to it, then it becomes immediately like, it, the perception only gets worse from there. So yeah, they need to, exactly. so yeah, I say- It needs to stay elevated. Right, this is a great opportunity to use it on the secondary titles. I would be absolutely happy with that. I think it could totally be fun to see to see a cool cash-in done that way. Yeah, the only way I would be down for it to stay in the main title contention is, um, which I said last week and after this week's Raw and SmackDown and NXT shenanigans, I'm only more behind it is for Finn to actually beat Seth and to Damien to win the briefcase because I think that would be a very sexy summer mm -hmm. uh, to see Judgment Day carrying a bunch of gold and a briefcase and to have Finn, Damien for it to implode that way because ultimately Judgment Day can't stay together forever. We know that. Um, and I think that would be a really fun new creative way to end a faction rather than it just be that neither of them win and then they just bicker, you know? Because yeah. that's right now it's kind of like, are you going to be in my way? Are you going to be in my way? And it's like, no, like, no, I've seen this one. Actually would be really fun. Look, I'm happy about this opportunity you have coming up. Yo no sé qué te está pasando, but Seth has you up and down and all over the place and causing tension between us, so make it worth it. At Money in the Bank, you end this. And I don't think it hurts the new title for Seth to lose it earlier. I actually don't think he has to hold it forever. I just think when he loses it, it has to be brutal. Right. Um, and that's what we're seeing. Him holding it for a year would just feel so phony because it just feel like, oh, yeah. okay, like who, like Roman's holding it for a thousand days. Like, who, like yeah. is that is that really that impressive? Exactly. It's like, I almost yeah. feel like Seth's whole thing usually is him working himself too hard and him trying to do this yeah. whole open challenge, like come on, anybody can get it anytime. Like I'm going to yeah. go to NXT and defend the championship. It's basically <laughs> the 24 seven championship is right. back. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to defend it on the, on the corporate jet. Let's go. <laughs> also, also like, um, Seth, you might want to talk to the boys in the back and get them to stop calling you the workhorse because, like, it is not a sexy nickname. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They'd be like, the workhorse. I'm like, oh, that's not that's not nice, mm -hmm. is it? Like, Rhea's the eradicator. No. Like, these incredible nicknames. Yeah. And this guy wrestles a lot. <laughs> the workhorse. Yeah, this guy, this guy puts in his hours. <laughs> like, it's not exactly the Monday Night Messiah, is it? Right. It's not the architect. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just... like. He shows up, he does his hours. Yep, always does overtime. Yeah. Or never finishes till the job's done. Yeah. I don't, how have you been feeling about the Finn, the Finn Seth stuff? I have been loving it. Well, I mean, not to get too inside baseball, but word is that somebody, be it Vince, be it Triple H, because Seth advertised that he was going to do an open challenge, right? And the, the yes. thought was another person who we'll talk about in a minute was going to come out and answer it and lose a match. But mm -hmm. somebody said, instead of that, let's have... Seth kind of want to get the, get the challenge started and then Finn's going to come out and attack him. And honestly, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. incredible seeing Brilliant. Finn like a pit bull just really like swinging at try and trying to hurt Seth. Because like I've always felt like like Finn's biggest thing going back to his very early days was that I felt like he was too smiley, too happy. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I never really got a sense, like, is this guy, like, where's the killer in this guy? Which he did a lot yeah. in Bullet Club back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, seeing absolutely. him now, like, just, like, I, I really popped when he put his Nike 
on Seth's throat and was just rubbing yeah. the title in his face. I thought that was incredible. Like it's just yeah. like that's the kind. And then he did it again on NXT. Like that's the kind of yeah. things he needs to be doing to like get some of his heat back to not just be seen as like the guy who's kind of underachieved so far in his main roster run. Frankly. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I think this this is my favorite thing I've seen from him in such a long time. And like you say, it's like when he's leather jacket fin, whether he's face or heel leather jacket fin, it's so stylized mm-hmm. and it's so technically proficient that even when it's brutal, it's never dangerous, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It never feels like he's going to go too far. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're going to see a beautiful match performed to perfection by this man and then when he's the demon it's like i don't fucking know what's gonna happen but again it never feels dangerous to me this finn balor feels dangerous i would be happy either way because i want to see it i would watch it go again till SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. but i would love to see this finn get the championship and i would love to see how that dynamic plays out inside judgment day i really would also i'd just be happy because the thing about like like I don't want there's a couple of things going on with this world heavyweight championship where I'm just I don't think that an open challenge vibe is the right vibe for it long time it's too John Cena right. it's too Boy Scout it, it's too wholesome it doesn't feel like a world championship thing where it's no. supposed to be like the thing the reason that the the US title open challenge worked is because the US title was always supposed to be a little bit more accessible than yep. the world championship even especially when Brock had it and now especially that, that Roman had it so it's it just that was it was a lower belt and that was kind of what it was supposed to be was a, like yeah. a symbol that you're it's this is your opportunity to step up because you can't get the other thing yeah. to say it's a world championship and anybody can come get it that just feels a little like that seems a it little defeats off. the object there's supposed to be a line mm-hmm. like to get in you know to, to, to earn your opportunity at that belt if you are representing the company if you are saying I am the best in this company. You're supposed to earn your way there, yeah. not just like be in your gear at mm-hmm. eight o'clock on a Eastern on a Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree completely. And that's why, again, like you mentioned, there's so many rumors online about who made that call about changing the opening to Raw. And it's a rough one, isn't it? Because we've been talking about this a lot lately because a lot of people are saying it was Vince's call. And a lot of people don't want to believe that because they hate Vince <laughs> so much. And I also might, you know, have called for his... Un- well, I say untimely. I might have called for the end of his life. I might have called for him to uh, disengage from breathing a, a lot more than it's once. It's hard to say he hasn't had a good life. I mean, come on. Yeah, right? Do you know what? He's had a good run. Uh, too good of a run. It's it, it, it's Send the orcas. Send the orcas. You know, send him out on come a boat on. into the Straits you, of Gibraltar. And, don't you want to take a dive like, into a sub, Vince? I mean, sc- that, right? scope out some underwater WrestleMania venues, if you will. He hasn't got the money to pay for yeah, that, right. but he could afford to go on someone's yacht and, and piss off some killer whales. <laughs> the thing is, like, as much as it pains me to say it and as much as it, it goes against everything I believe... I love wrestling because I've watched it my whole life. And a lot of the things I've loved were that man's calls. Like that man has written so many storylines that I have loved. And I see so many people online just refusing to accept that it could have been him. And it's like, we might not like it, but also if it was, then (laughs) to quote everyone that has ever worked at Doncaster Council, fair fox. (laughs) It made Finn look like a killer and it protected our third return of the week. Tommaso Ciampa is back. He looked so happy. His very aggressive entrance music. Once I heard it, I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. he's here. Like, right? 
and patting himself on his back is back and his shiny blue eyes is back. Mm-hmm. I I just, even when he's looking like a heel, which he doesn't in this because he beat up the Miz and we, we love that for him. Mm. Um, it's, it's giving baby face. Mm. Um, I just don't know if there is anyone that gives off such a vibe of loving what he does mm-hmm. more than Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. And that always makes me so happy to see him, even if everyone in the crowd was waiting for Johnny to come uh, out because it's clear. I did feel pretty and bad. And then he for just them. didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought he was injured. Apparently, he is not. But and I thought that he would at least have a little moment, like face to face with uh, with Champa. He did not. But no. I, I will say, like, th- there was a promo afterwards uh, that I think might have been social media exclusive where he ended it with like last time I was on Monday Night Raw I made a lot of mistakes and I had 275 days to think about every damn mistake that I made sometimes if you want things right do it yourself and then so maybe Uh, I think he knows oh my god what I would give for a DIY give me my DIY back give me my DIY DIY versus Kevin and and Sammy I would love that that's a SummerSlam match right there oh man that is a dream match yeah that's a dream match gimme 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 and I am enjoying what they're doing with the tag teams right now they are pulling them back together they're putting it back on track it's getting there DIY could only be a beautiful addition Mm -hmm. They'd think of the t-shirts they'd sell. Yeah. Put, put me in touch with merch. Think of the t-shirts. <laughs> and the cool well, thing... Somebody think of the t-shirts. <laughs> the cool thing also is I think that when you think about the top two tag teams right now are obviously the Usos and Sammy and Kevin. They're teams that I really care about as a team, but I'm also very invested in them as individuals. And like that especially surprises me in the Usos, which I'm happy to talk about uh, later for the main event. But I think that that's, that also follows with DIY. Like, I think if you just have followed them from their time on the main roster, I think that their personas have come through. You know, even though they haven't gotten to do a ton, they cut one promo. They show up backstage a few times and you get it. Like, oh, I understand why, yeah. John, like, Johnny's earnestness. I understand Champa's a little bit of a serial killer whenever he's out there. It's just like, I get who these people are. And what and those dynamics together just they're they shouldn't work, but they absolutely do. A couple of backstage segments, one killer promo package, which is what that company does best. <laughs> like, and everyone's all in. Uh, until that happens, I'm very happy for Sammy and Kevin to be facing pretty deadly. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be so They're adorable. Have just <laughs> gone over like gangbusters, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, yes, boy. I mean, they've they've figured it out. They've they, they've learned a thing for people to shout. Yeah, and people love shouting a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun. We have Bianca back on SmackDown this week, right up in Charlotte's face. Charlotte's had a lot of work done, so maybe she just wanted to see. I don't in know. Person, I don't know. But thankfully, they. I'm I'm so glad that she went out there because before that, I was like, this is not working. This Grayson Waller effect bringing it Charlotte out. I'm like, what is dreadful. going on right now? <laughs> like, yeah, I think I texted the group chat say it was a car crash, like a slow motion car crash. Yeah. Uh, but as I said last week, I don't want Charlotte back if she's not going to pull her weight and do her work. And honestly, she came out to do that. The Grayson Waller bullshit. I, it's dreadful. Mm. Um, but she came out with a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't try and support him. He was clearly anxious. He was nervous. Yeah. Like, you could see it. He's still new and he's interviewing Charlotte. Um, she did nothing to help him. Yeah. She did nothing to support that. 
She was a bad scene partner. If that was improv, she would get, I don't know if they grade it, Julian. I've never done it. But I, it's an F for you me. You do get some marks from the from your uh, veteran instructor afterwards. Of just yeah, like, mm. right? She just did not hold him up. She gave him nothing to work with when she just kept staring at him being like, "Is that? do you have a question? Yeah. Is that a question? Mm. I was like, fuck you, Charlotte. Mm. Like, this isn't, I don't even know if you're supposed to be a heel or a face or whatever the fuck you are, but this isn't heel behavior. It's asshole behavior. Mm-hmm. It's just go away. Yeah behavior and if we're then talking about the battle of the body suits bianca's gonna win every time (laughs) stop wearing onesies charlotte stop wearing leotards Mm. but thank god bianca came out to save it because once they got into the flow of it even at the very beginning it was very stuttery it was not great the natural chemistry was not there it took till the end of the promo for them to get into it i will say that i do think that if they go uh, triple threat eventually, Oscar versus Charlotte versus Bianca, yeah. I would I would like I would be invested in that. Um, and I also think you could very easily spin that off into Bianca and Charlotte are gonna are gonna battle for a, a long term yeah. number one contendership type thing, and Oscar can maybe you know just murder a few people. Well, she's got EO yeah. obviously on the brain. And so, I down with know. I I down with you totally on that. I suspect that's where it's going. So that. Oscar doesn't have to, you know, because then you can have a shady pin, you know, like no one has to come out of a triple threat looking weak. And Asuka is an established kind of trickster who will like do an underhanded thing. Exactly. That can work. Shenanigans. Mm -hmm. She's she's shenanigans personified Mm -hmm. and we love that for her. So I do think that would be the right way to do it rather than Asuka have a clean win over Bianca Mm -hmm. or, I mean, they won't allow her to have a clean win over Charlotte, I'm sure. So like, let's triple threat it. Then have Bianca Charlotte go, let Oscar kick some faces off for a little while in her delightful street clothes. Um, (laughs) Those ring coats must be really heavy, is all I can say. She would need a whole suitcase just for that ring coat. It has been an underrated part of, I don't know, maybe this started before Triple H, but I really started to notice it with Triple H uh, having more of a stroke, especially when damage control came back, that the edict of everybody wear your t-shirts and your, you know, even if they're too long and cover up your your very tight, (laughs) um, very tight panties in the ring has kind of gone Mm. away. They're allowed to kind of just like, just dress up as a vibe. Like, what would your character wear? Like, you know, would they... Like, yeah. What kind of things do they do? And I think that it has gone a long way in making them look a little bit less ridiculous. <laughs> Tiny panties on a man is one thing. Tiny panties that only just peek out from underneath <laughs> the hem of your t-shirt. It's not a good look. Like, you're not Donald Duck. <laughs> you're not Winnie the Pooh. Like, stop it. You're a grown man. Yeah. Either get a t-shirt that's tighter. I mean, go the full Jay Uso and crop that shit. Yeah. Like, I want to see that belly. Show me. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, totally. So this Sunday, moving on. This Sunday is Forbidden Door 2. Forbidden Door 2. Uh, I know. I like it's it. the slightly ill-advised door. It's not forbidden, is it? At all. Even a little bit. It's just it's just a door now. So on Sunday, it's going to be door two. <laughs> door two. Um, ding dong, door, ding dong, hello, door two. Um, are you get, will you be watching? What are you excited about? I hope it's not a bunch of zonks behind that door. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to watch uh, bits and pieces of it. I have a very busy next couple of weeks. But like I said, I really just Danielson and Okada is carrying a lot of weight for me. Yes. Um, if they, I don't know how they're going to, you know, I, I, we're recording this as Dynamite is happening. So maybe they've already said if MJF is going to continue to dodge Tanahashi or not. I'm kind of glad we're going to get to see the ace because 
I thought last year he clearly had a program in mind with getting to go against Punk, and that didn't get to that didn't get to happen. In fact, now that I think about it, last year Forbidden Door had a lot of wrenches thrown into it, with a lot mm-hmm. of people that were supposed to be there couldn't be there, uh, including Danielson. So I think he's somebody I'm looking to to put on a really good performance. And you know, I, I am going to see it just because I really want to see some, like I said, just to, just if I want to see some good wrestling and I don't need to worry about like, does any of this make sense? Do, does, do these people have a reason to be angry at each other? I don't need to worry about that with this pay-per-view. Yeah. It's just like, let's just see somebody do some cool stuff and that'll be Well, bad. if you want to see people be angry at each other, you could just come around my house and ask me if any women's matches are on the card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you'll see someone angry and then yeah. you'll see someone angry. Well, so Lindsay, the nice. one woman that Tony Khan knows abroad from his own company got hurt and he was like, well, sorry, guys got nothing i tried yeah. and it didn't work sorry out. there are no happen. other women there are no, no other women uh, uh yeah i mean tanahashi i'll watch all day osprey omega no fan yeah. of billy ocean spray obviously but i know it will be a banger be fun, i just hope but, it isn't as yeah. long as the wrestle i know this is a very unpopular opinion but that wrestle kingdom match that everyone said was the greatest match of all time just way too long for me nana's old and her attention span is limited and while it was a fantastic match i'm so tired by the end of these things i'm like it's not even the main event speed it up fellas you could be amazing inside 30 minutes there is something to be said for having the knowledge to trim the fat there right? really is and it's great i mean they're so good they are both so good i know that and they both have so much shit to get in and their history now and their story now and there's so much to say and do and they say and do it all with their bodies probably as well as if not better than most other people doing it today but jesus like let's keep it a little bit shorter Mm -hmm. especially on a sunday i feel like aew popularized (laughs) saturday pay-per-views and got people excited about that now they're the ones that are like actually we're going back to sunday like why well, I know why, because they have a TV show there, but meh. But we all just got used to Saturday. Yeah. You, well, you should have started a collision a couple of weeks later. Right. I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't work for me. Just start collision, not at all. Maybe on, maybe... <laughs> if you're going to watch Forbidden Door and want to chat along with a lot of wrestling fans in the Nation of Conversation, you can find the live thread for the pay-per-view on our Facebook group this Sunday. Join the group via the link in the show notes so you can be ready. When we come back, the bloodline is over. Oh. As we know it. Up next on Tights and Fights. All right, class. Tomorrow's exam will cover the science of cosmic rays, the morals of art forgery, and whether or not fish can drown. Any questions? Yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything. Where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. They've got a podcast. Tights and Fights is the name. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Lindsay Kelk and I'm joined today by... Julian Burrell. Woo! 
Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Get a life, kid. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit. WWE I love Kate. Look at this face. And a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? Oh, look at his face. Somebody wanted a uh, a full um, indexed, <laughs> like, a list oh, of where really? everything came from. And I was like, yeah, I think I could probably find a couple. But a few were in the moment and might just be lost to, to Peacock. I forever, feel like so. that might be a Max Fun Drive uh, yeah. stretch goal. <laughs> if, if we get enough uh, extra supporters. Yeah. I will create a PowerPoint presentation. Like yes, and we could present single. it like the Charlie Day conspiracy board. Yeah. And that will be our <laughs> gift to you for a thousand new subscribers in 2024. After nearly three years of abuse, let that sink in, three years of abuse from his cousin, Jay Uso finally made a decision. He sided with his brother Jimmy to take out Roman and Solo and end the bloodline as we know it. So guess what? You out! And I'm out too. Oh my God! Julian, what was your immediate in the moment reaction to Roman taking a kick from the chops a kick to the chops from Jay. <laughs> I uh, I was, they, they successfully fooled me and lulled me into a false sense of, I think I know what's going to happen before they very effectively pulled the rug out from under me. Because I, I mean, we've seen Jay several times now have a chance to go against Roman and, and stand up for himself. And he has decided not to multiple times. And I think all of that was in service for making this that much more surprising yeah. and exciting totally. because it was amazing. Like I was just very much shaking my iPad because I couldn't believe what I was seeing in front of me. It was so great. It is. It was so much fun. And yeah, you're right. They've done so many presto changes. They've done so many, like, is it going this way? Is it going that way? You just don't know. And no one does that conflicted face yeah better than jay uso i would never want to go to the cheesecake factory with that man imagine <laughs> having to make a decision on that menu that you'd be there all day and he'd yeah. just be pulling that same face yeah and I he mean, would just be saying how come you're doing this to me man yeah <laughs> and everyone else is like you know you want this one like you know roman's like you know you want the tide glazed king salmon and jimmy's like no man you love the cajun chicken littles get what you want <laughs> and it would just it would they'd be there for hours just trying to decide just trying to decide yeah. i i mean what a moment what a beautiful beautiful moment from everyone how did you feel about the solo of it all i like he is such a like an interesting x factor here because you saw him kind of play to like he's like you know i know that you guys are my brothers and i have to side with you a little bit but it's still like i'm here to just basically like be the compass of like you guys can sort this out eventually but you guys gotta fall in line like at some point like come yeah. on roman didn't necessarily recruit uh mm -hmm. solo according to the canon he was quote sent by the elders so he's just, if Roman doesn't seem like he knows what he has with him whenever he's out there. So that's always, in fact, as the audience, we don't know know that much about him yeah. um, compared to everybody else. So I want to see what's going to happen with him at this bloodline civil war that we're, that we're going to go towards. 
Yeah, it's like oh, I just know he's right in the exciting. ring and he should wear shoes more often. I, I was wondering if that was the moment when he decided to turn on his brothers when he saw that little video of them giggling about that he should wear shoes because he's yeah. got those nasty Matt Riddle feet <laughs> and that sometimes his feet hurt. Because that's my favorite thing I think I've ever seen the Usos do, was just giggling, saying he won't admit it, but sometimes his feet hurt. It's adorable. But, you know, maybe it will come back to bite them on the ass. We don't know. Uh, Wes from the Nation of Conversation. We're basically adopting you this week, Wes. It's just me and Julian, so you are the third. <laughs> you're the third host this week. So thanks Come for your down. thoughts, Wes. Um, Wes says, quite possibly the best WWE tag team of all time. The Bucks superkick because it looks like it's fun. The Usos superkick, like they're going to take someone's head off. Do the Usos have an argument for being the greatest WWE tag team of all time? What are you thinking? You know, I, I I remember a couple of years ago. Wow. Oh, my God. We are all going to die. Um, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Aging is happening. Time is uh, passing. We are all so old. Uh, WWE put out a great uh, video that was hosted by uh, uh, Breezango slash the Fashion Police of counting down the greatest WWE tag teams of all time. And the conclusion that they landed on was that the New Day was number one. And at the time, I was a little bit surprised by that because I'm so used to the Hardys or a number of other people kind of occupying that space. But when I saw it, I was like, wait, no, they're, they're like, I think objectively they might be right. It's like when you think about how long they've been together, the work that they'd put in, the mainstream success that they'd had. I, I was like, yeah, at the time, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think the Usos were either two or three. But now after the three years of this bloodline storyline plus the two years where both of them were a part of it i think they do have a claim to it like yeah. main eventing wrestlemania as a tag team um taking a team that was essentially like i think their gimmick wasn't dissimilar to something like the basham brothers or whatever where they're twins and they do things simultaneously and making you give a shit about each of them as individuals is yeah. an impressive accomplishment after they had been a tandem for for however many years they've been on the roster almost at least 10 years at this point has oh, to at have least been. If, way more i'm sure yeah, um it, yeah i feel it's like really cool there's such a good argument um they are the, one of the strongest arguments for having to watch someone's whole career play out because like absolutely a couple of years ago i would have said new day no question what they accomplished from from how they began from what they were given uh and what they turned it into and how they were able to succeed and and how popular they were and how over they were with everyone and how they made everything look incredible. I would have said New Day number one. I think, you know, the legacy is golden. They are Hall of Fame number one pick. But I think it's been marred slightly by the injuries, unfortunately, that has slowed their role or it's stopped a storyline in its tracks. And that is not their fault, but it's always going to be problematic to growing a storyline. And the storyline is what you're going to be remembered for. You know, you're not going to be remembered for a cool spot. You're not going to be the best tag team of all time because you came out in a Butios box. You know, <laughs> you're going to be the best tag team of all time because people are going to remember you were in this three-year bloodline storyline. Mm -hmm. And and that's not a knock on the, the New Day all the Usos, even though we do care about them as individuals now. And I say now because I definitely didn't. In the early days, I was like, these fellas in their sarongs, whatever. And who was standing tall that night, bro? I'm gonna let you know. Let them know. It was Jay and Jimmy Uso, along with our girl Tamina. 
and 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 they what they were doing was great but what they were doing wasn't interesting it wasn't fresh okay. or new it was just yeah. a legacy and they were very clearly pushed on that legacy they were marketed as their legacy um when they came back with the new day penitentiary stuff the Usos penitentiary, not the New Day. <laughs> that sounds like fun, actually. Oh, that New Day? Did I say New Day? The New yeah, Day the penitentiary new day. I would 100% go to. We've got um, bootios here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Unicorns and you would everywhere. wear like blue boiler suits with unicorn. Yeah. Oh, it would be so much fun. God, um, love it. But the Uso penitentiary, I, it was so interesting. Like the first week I was like, these are the least hard boys ever <laughs> these are soft boys these are i've seen them on totes steves these are soft sweet boys mm-hmm. um but they turned it around so fast and they took it upon themselves like they went and physically transformed themselves they changed their gear up completely they did so much work that you couldn't ignore it and i think they've done that i think anyone who would argue that they have been elevated to this point by roman has missed the point completely. I, they have all elevated each other, mm-hmm. but the people I am most invested in, the people I want to see what they do next, what the next three years hold for them, more than Roman, mm-hmm. it is the Usos. Right. I would even go as far as to say that without the Usos, this whole 1,000-day reign thing does not work. It's nothing. Like, it's can you not imagine interesting. If it was just Roman coming out with Paul Heyman... Uh, just going out there talking about how great I am. And yeah. even if he, like, you know, how, regardless of how you feel about the matches, let's say the matches, you've enjoyed every single one of Roman's matches and leave those unchanged. Without the Usos and without the dynamics of Jay yeah. and Jimmy coming into the mix and them kind of like, you know, being backstage talking about what the situations yeah. are, this whole thing doesn't work. This would have fallen off a cliff forever ago. Roman and Sammy alone is not a year-long storyline no. you know no. roman and sammy alone is a build-up to one premium live event and you're done yep. like it took the usos to make this shakespearean it takes family to make this f- feel it in your gut like people are identifying with this you know there's people at home being like my fucking cousin my fucking cousin <laughs> or like stand up for your brother defend your brother how can you turn your back you know it's like the emotion and they are the emotion and the heart of it Roman is the face. Roman is the 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 stick. He's a blunt instrument, you mm-hmm. know? Like they are the heart of this. A number of people including Steve on Twitter and a few a few very smart people said that this story has to come full circle with Jay being the one to dethrone Roman and I keep going back and forth on that because I'm just like like is that like it would be I, I I see the logic. I really mm-hmm. do. I, I just don't know if Jay is motivated by a championship the yeah, way that like a same. Cody Rhodes is motivated by a championship. I feel yeah. like I could see I think that Jay absolutely at some point or another needs to beat Roman, and I think that that would be great. But I just like like this is where I sometimes feel like um like wrestling fans sometimes miss the plot a little bit where they think that the championship if 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 a character hasn't won, the world championship then that essentially makes their entire arc and their character a waste and i just don't think that's true the championships are meant to be MacGuffins in different ways but a lot of different things can be like motivations that drive a character so i just i do think that jay could beat roman in a number of different ways and make it very make a, a very satisfying payoff to this yeah i agree the the thing here that's so important 
from my perspective is Jay doesn't want the title. Jay doesn't want to be champion. He wants Roman to understand what he's done. Mm-hmm. And he wants Roman to acknowledge... <laughs> forget <laughs> the pun. <laughs> he wants Roman to acknowledge what he's done mm-hmm. and what and how this is his fault. It's almost like putting the belt into it would cheapen it a little bit. Because it's yeah. like, it's it transcends it. It's not about that. This is about blood. This isn't about gold. This is about mm-hmm. blood. Right. Like, this like is, to Roman, the title is everything. Yeah. But, and that's yeah. the whole point, right? It's like, you would do this to us, to your blood, to keep hold of that, that mm-hmm. trinket that means nothing. You've, you've kept that, but you've lost your family. Right. I mean, I even felt that way a little bit about Sammy by the end. It's like, Sammy wanted to take the championship off Roman because he wanted to take everything away from him. Yeah. But it wasn't about the championship in the end for Sammy. It was about taking it, it. You know, it was this version of this. It's a version of this J story where it's like, you just, we have to take all of this away from you. Yeah. And I think it will end up being a tag match. I'm sure of Roman and solo and Jay and Jimmy. And maybe that's where Jay gets to pin him. Yeah. Well, they, the, say, there's a yeah, they, they confirmed that that's the the civil war. That yeah. That's the match for right? stuff for Money in the Bank, which is going to main event. I know people oh. are very upset that like the world oh, titles, Roman's it's not fine. defending, and this that, and the other thing. Like, like guys, I'm sorry if Roman was to go off and do a one off story with AJ or whoever the fuck, yeah, and no defend the title care. and pin them, I would not care. I, I mean, just I would even would not. say <laughs> if they do the tag match at Money in the Bank and the Usos get to win and Jay gets to pin him then I would have Roman challenge Jay for SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. But then you have to have Roman win. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's fine for Roman to win that because he's still the loser. Like he still lost his cousins. Um, More from our good friend Wes, more from our good friend Wes, co-host of this episode. He says, whatever the future holds, I think the Usos are better together and they've proven that they can tell compelling stories. I could not agree more. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, if they wanted to do stuff on their own, because that's in their ambition, like if that's their plan that they one day just want to hold singles gold to say they did, sure. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Get what get what you need, babes. Like I want that for you if you want that for you. But I just love them together. I completely agree with Wes, our new co-host. Um, for <laughs> there's always a motivation, and it's been true for a, like a lot of people have said this. Edge has said this. Jeff and Matt have, have acknowledged this. That they're if you want to really reach an upper echelon in WWE, you have to eventually. Go, and you came in as a tag team, you have to eventually figure out a way to fly solo and fly on your own. But what we've seen lately is a lot of these people saying like, betrayal is great, but we've seen plenty of betrayals. You know what we haven't seen is people prop each other up and find new ways to support each other on their way to, and not in like a hokey, like, you know, like kumbaya kind of way, but in a way of like, when you betray somebody, there's almost an inherent your heel, I'm babyface kind of yeah. dynamic at play yeah. there. And it's more interesting to see them kind of reach for things and try to say like, well, what, what can we go for now? Like we're bet we have each other's backs. Can we like try yeah. to figure out how this works together? And I think that that's, that's, that's what made Kofi mania so much fun. Yes. Uh, and that's, what's made uh, Jay taking the side of his brother after all yeah. this so much fun. Oh, you could do something really fun and it would be so simple. Like, I mean, if they did do, if they do the tag and then they did Jay versus Roman, like all you need then is on Raw the next week is for Austin Theory to laugh in Jay's face and be like, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to beat him. And it was like, well, no, but now I'm going to fucking beat you. And to have Jimmy, 
you know, in his corner. And I, you can still do that and that's valuable and that's fun. And then you get to have them still be together and not fighting over it. Mm. Um, I think that they might be... I, it's just, I say things and I don't think them through. And then next week I'm like, I didn't mean that. Um, but maybe they are the tag team that transcends that that theory that you have to break up to get bigger. They might mm-hmm. be the one tag team that transcends that. They might be stronger together. They might be just always hotter together than right. one of them would be on their own. Right. And I think I, I think they should consider all those things. We were just talking about the New Day um, I still love, and like, I don't mean for any of this to be slander on the new day. I love those guys. I think they're all tremendously talented and I can't wait for whatever the next iteration for them is. But I think it might have been a little bit of a premature, awkward decision to take Biggie and put him off on his own away from the guys. Yeah. But while they're still buddies and everything, because it yeah. felt too much like a halfway thing of like, is he on his own? Do you want him to fly yeah. solo or is he still on the new day? And I think that, that that didn't do him a ton of favors. Um, no. There was a better way to thread that needle. And I think that it's, it, I think that the way to do it is to sometimes one of them goes for some single stuff and the other one's backing them up. Sometimes the other one's going for something and the other one's backing them up. I think that that's how they, that's how yeah. they kind of have to do this if they want to get it right. Yeah, totally. I agree completely. Julian, we are one mind. Uh, me, you, and Wes. Me, you, and Wes. <laughs> if Wes. you've got any thoughts on the Broken Bloodline, you can let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. When we come back, we've got some things we want to share with you from wrestling, and that's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, let us guess. You love books, but wish you had more time to read. Or maybe you used to read a lot, but life has gotten in the way, kids, grad school, you name it. Maybe you don't know where to start and bookish social media is overwhelming. How do people on TikTok read so many books? Oh my God, I don't know. And maybe you've been reading the same book for six months and now it's permanently attached to your bedside table. Maybe you don't even know what you like to read anymore. We're reading glasses and don't worry, we got you. We'll get you back into reading and help you enjoy books again. Reading Glasses, every week on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Lindsay Kelk, joined today by... Julianne Burrell. Julianne Burrell. And it's time to share... Julian Perrault, did you like that? Anytime, anytime you need that, you just call me Julian. I can't and that's wait to walk yours. into a room and I want to hear that playing. Julian Perrault, I, I can make that. I'm going to make that my ringtone. Uh, I don't think you've ever called me, but I'm going to make that my yeah, ringtone. Make it your text tone. Every time a group chat goes off, it's me. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. 17 times a minute during a live event. During a paper, uh, I, it would be a I won't get. I won't get divorced. It will be amazing. No problems. Uh, it's now time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. It's not three, is it? It's two. It's yeah, <laughs> only I'm, two of us, I'm, but I we can all put over like eight things. Uh, so we'll start with you, Julian. What Let's would you go like to, to put over first, this week? Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, where are you? Wes, Wes. <laughs> Oh, he's just nipped out. He just ran out to make a cup of tea. That's okay. (laughs) We are coming up on uh, July, the first week of July. Can you believe how this month has just flown right by? The whole year. 
shut your mouth. Absolutely not. <laughs> and one of the things that happens in July, if you're in Los Angeles, is Anime Expo. And one of my fave guests is a regular presence at Anime Expo. He has been on this podcast a couple of times, and I'm probably going to rerun uh, one of his episodes in the next couple of weeks because uh, I love him so much. It's John Super Eyepatch Wolf Walsh. He has made uh, three videos so far on his YouTube channel all about wrestling, and all three of them have been good. And now he made what might be his magnum opus of wrestling, which is entirely centered on Roman Reigns. It is an hour and a half long, so get set. Uh, this is going to be your substitute for one wrestling show this week if you choose to watch it. And it is so very in-depth, so very good, so very smart. I've had a number of people who do not give a shit about wrestling and are just fascinated by hearing John break down this uh, tale of this crazy entity that came in with the promise of everything, uh, didn't live up to it, promptly got cancer, became a hero, left again, decided to become a villain, and lead us on this journey that we have been on since 2020. Uh, it's a great video. We will have the link in the show notes, as we always do. Uh, and just go watch it. It's so much fun. And also, I'm going to put over um, Finn's purple Nikes because I need me some purple Judgment Day Nikes to, to yeah. claim my for championships stomping, with. For stomping in people's throats. Yeah, so uh, good. Grinding people's Adam's apples yeah. right the way down. Put on their neck. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's under my neck, Daddy. Uh, it, just, <laughs> it writes itself, doesn't it? It writes itself. <laughs> That's what the kids say. That wasn't just a weird thing I made up. Um, I am going to put over... I put over two things. I want to put over the fact that Bailey not only got a cat, Julian, Bailey followed up that cat with a second cat. Bailey dos cats. Dos Bailey dos cats. Los, los, los dos gatos. Uh, she has joined the multi-cat households of the wrestling there's so many of them. I love it for her. They look beautiful. Like they might be little Bengals. I'm not sure. They are no. gorgeous. <laughs> Please go to her Instagram immediately and see her holding them aloft like uh, title belts, um, like yeah. championships, because it's so wholesome <laughs> and she looks so happy and the cats look so confused. Uh, but they just won the cat lottery. Yeah. I also want to put over, we didn't really get a chance to talk about because we had so much to talk about. But this week's NXT had the Brom Breaker Seth Rollins match. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting to see Braun step up to that main event level. I thought I thought you could see his nerves a little bit. Mm. I thought he did seem a little anxious. Uh, there were moments, like even when he walked to the ring, there was kind of like, fuck, I got to do this. Um, <laughs> but I thought his promo on Raw was fantastic. I thought he had done really good work um, at, on the mic. I think he's gotten so much better on the mic. I was surprised at the result. Because I really thought there would be Finn interference shenanigans, but they double bluffed me, and Finn came out at the end to murder Seth instead. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was tired. a fun match, and obviously Bron Breaker is going to be. I do keep wanting to sing "Who Let the Dogs Out" every time I see him <laughs> every time come he to the ring. Yeah, because they're like, "They got the dog in me," and it's like, "Well, who let the dogs?" It's a natural response <laughs> to saying you've got a dog in you. Um, but I thought it was fun, and I think you know he's going to clearly be a superstar over the next few years. We're going to get used to seeing him, basically. I think this might be a good time to get on board and go check out that match. Uh, Seth did some great work. Uh, I really enjoyed Booker on commentary. I enjoyed us having uh, that they've abbreviated Shucky Ducky Quack Cack to SDQQ, um, <laughs> the SDQQ moment of the night. 
Also, when they tore apart the announce table, uh, Vic Joseph had a little box full of sweets. And I would like to know what those sweeties were. He, he had a box full of them. candy. Yeah. And they're uh, like, what is this? It's what one of those this? things. It's like when you keep your, your, your favorite food at the desk and in a drawer to make sure that nobody like catches yeah. wind and, and asks you for a Reese's Pieces, you know? But he <laughs> like, just had like a big box full of very colorful candy. And I'm like, colorful candy doesn't lend itself to live broadcasting because it's usually like chewy or like hard boiled. Yeah. So what have you got there, Vic? The, I'd like to know oh more goodness, about Oh my Vic. goodness, oh my goodness. Yeah, like, mwah, 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 <laughs> laffy taffy. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, he can't announce the Dana Brooke Cora J batch because he's got a mouthful of saltwater taffy. No. I'd like to know more about that candy and I'd like you to go watch that match. Uh, and I'd like to hang out with Bailey and her cats. That's my three count this week. Fantastic. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Julian Burrell, Julian Burrell, along with me, Lindsay Kelk. Julian, do you have anything to plug this week? Uh, typical episodes of the JV Club with Janet Varney and uh, go back yourself. You can go listen to them. A lot of other great shows for you to listen to there if you have not heard them yet. I don't think I'm going to Anime Expo. I might just go into the neighborhood to hang out. Um, but so yeah, if you if you see me there and you're in a costume, just say hello. Say Julian Burrell. Yeah, right. You can sing that right <laughs> behind me, and I will know that I will know that you're about it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, just uh, other than that, go listen to those shows, and uh, if you're going to Anime Expo, have a great time. Yay! I have books. I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I have books that are coming out. Uh, Love Me Do is out really soon in the UK now, and I'll be heading off on my book tour soon. And if you've pre-ordered, I always have to remind people of this because people say they don't know, and I'm like, it's all I talk about on social media. But if you've pre-ordered the book wherever you are in the world, you need to go to my either my website or my Instagram or like the link in bio nonsense that's in everyone's bio um, and upload your proof of pre-order because we're doing like a live Zoom party uh, this coming Wednesday, which will be really fun. And it's just an hour where it basically it's this book, but kind of books um, where I will just chat to you about, I'll do a little reading for the book, answer everybody's questions. There'll be some fun giveaways. So if you've already pre-ordered, which if you have, thank you so much. It makes such a difference to uh, the success of a book these days we could do a whole hour on why publishing is fucked um but we really need those pre-orders so if you've done it already go to my instagram my website and learn how to um upload your pre-order to join the zoom party and if you haven't done it yet there's still time you can do it i think right up until wednesday when the party is happening and wrestling so, fans do not try to come in and hijack it start your own chance just play along i and mean ask you a wrestling can question. try but <laughs> guess who is in control of the mute button motherfuckers it's me <laughs> well Vince it's wishes me. he had that power <laughs> <laughs> as soon as someone even like slides in and i see the little icon go off i'll be like julian burrell <laughs> and it will be all over for that person so please come along um and i will be nice <laughs> <laughs> and it will be fun. Um, otherwise, just like I look forward to seeing a bunch of you on the book tour and ask your libraries to get the book in and yay books. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it, Julian. Our producer mm. this week, our producer, our host, our inspiration. It's the pun and done Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music and inspiration for our intro music this week. So we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep the show going. and you can keep up with us all week long on our social media channels in the show notes you can find our tights and fights wrestlemania shirt at maxfunstore.com and celebrate ice cream christmas all year long we will be back next week but you guessed it more wrestling here comes the pain about to get
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. When we come back, we've got some things we want to share with you from wrestling. And that's up next on Tights and Fights. I could not read that sentence. I could not read that. <laughs> I'm always like, again, I tried. Let me know. <laughs> no, that was fine. I don't, I, 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 I'm totally okay. I shouldn't Sometimes even need to like... look. I've been hearing it said <laughs> into my ear once a week for like six fucking years. And like, Still, like it's when you actually look at it as words, you're like, these words yeah. don't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like when people are like, "How oh, hard could it be? You're just going up there and reading some stuff." I'm like, oh, yeah. oh I could you. do that. 